Today's daf is Yivamos daf Yud Tes. We are holding on daf Yud Ches Amid Beis. Elisha left off about uh, 17, 18 lines before the end of the page, about 10 lines after the Mishnah on daf Yud Ches Amid Beis. Today's shir is uh, sponsored with Chusur for Shalema, is dedicated with Chusur for Shalema for Moshe Shmuel ben Basia Bela by some of his friends. We thank the uh, the friends for the sponsorship and uh, wish her a for Shalema for Moshe Shmuel ben Basia Bela. The schus of our learning should uh, aid in the Rafur Shalema. Uh, yesterday we learned the Mishnah where we presented the sheet of Rabbi Shimon. That Rabbi Shimon, even though we had this concept of Eishes Achiv Shalohayabalamo, that if you have two brothers uh, that are that 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 are uh, that know each other and are in the world at the same time, and Reuven dies, and then Shimon does Yibum on Reuven's wife, and then Levi is born afterwards. So so uh, when Shimon dies, the the, uh, the, the halacha is that uh, the wife of Reuven that Shimon had done Yibum on is uh, no is is not a mitzvah of Yibum to Levi because she was Eishes Achav Shloimei She was the wife of Reuven. So Rabbi Shimon had the opinion in yesterday's uh, in the Mishnah that, that we had yesterday that Miyabim Lezer Men Shiyutz that Miyabim that that Levi can do Yibum even on the wife that was once married to Reuven because as far as Levi is concerned, it's Shimon's wife. When, by the time Levi was born, this wasn't Ruvain's wife. By the time Levi was born, Shimon was already married to her. This is Shimon's wife. So he's allowed to do Yibum on, uh, on, on that wife that was originally Ruvain's wife. So the Gemara raised the issue. Yeah, that's true. We know that he holds of this, uh, that Rabbi Shimon allows you to get, to, allows Levi to marry the woman who was originally married to Ruvain if by the time he was born, Shimon was already married to him. What about in the case where by the time he was born, Shimon was not already married to, to, to uh, Ruvain's wife, that Levi was born uh, after Ruvain died, but before Shimon had done Yibum. So on this issue, we have two deos. There's the Shita of Rav Oshaya, which we learned yesterday, the first Shita right after the Mishnah. And then we have the Shita of Rav Papa, which is going to be six or seven lines before the end of the page on Daf Yotes Amad Aleph. That's going to be a Machlokes Amoraim. So the first Shita we said was that uh, Rav Oshia says that that Rabbi Shimon holds that Ruvain's wife is going to be muttered to Levi uh, whether it's a case of Yibim Lulvsof Nolad or it's Nolad Lulvsof Yibim which means whether when Levi was born uh, Shimon had already done Yibim on Ruvain's wife or whether by the time Levi was born Shimon had still not yet done Yibim on Ruvain's wife in either case Rabbi Shimon is going to hold that as far as Levi is concerned this is not Ruvain's wife this is Shimon's wife and therefore as far as Levi is concerned Levi is allowed to do Yibim so Frech the Gemara and this is where we left off first one line is Ella Ella so what exactly is the case then of according to Rabbi Shimon meaning if according to Rabbi Shimon when Levi is born after Ruvain dies and it doesn't make a difference whether by the time Levi is born Shimon has done Yibum or not done Yibum on Ruvain's wife either way Levi is going to be allowed to do Yibum when Shimon dies so what's the what, what exactly is the case of where Levi is not not allowed to do Yibum on Ruvain's wife. So the Gemara says two possibilities. First one is the simple possibility. You have a very simple case. There is no Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Ruvain, there's one, one man, Ruvain, is married to one woman, let's say. Ruvain is married to Sarah. Then Ruvain dies. 
And then the second brother is born. There's no, there never was a Shimon. Then Levi is born. Shimon never existed. Then Levi is born. So the Allah is, so Levi cannot do Yibum on Ruvain's wife because Ruvain's wife was already, uh, was already potter from Yibum since there was no brother by the time her husband died. That's the example of Eshazach of Shalai Ba'olamo. That Levi has no connection to Ruvain's wife. Inami, another example of Eshesach of Shlohaya Balamo, is betray, where you talk a duav, a Ruvein, a Shimon, and a Levi, Velo Yibem, Velo Mis. But here's what happened. It's not that, uh, that, 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 that uh, Shimon never did Yibum on, uh, on Ruvein's wife. And then Shimon uh, and, and, and Shimon uh, uh, and he didn't die, meaning Shimon was was around, and uh, so Ruvain Ruvain was married to Sarah. Ruvain dies, and now Sarah should have to marry Shimon, but uh, there should be some some Zika. Sh- uh, Sarah should have to marry Ruvain, but uh, should have to marry Shimon rather. And Shimon never does yibum on uh, on Sarah. So in, in in and and then Levi is born. So that would be the case of Eshesach of Shloim. Where she still is, where Sarah is still to Levi, she is still the uh, the wife of Ruvain, and therefore Ruvain will not have to do Yibum. So says Gemara, Bishlam Yibim Nolad. I understand very well in the case where Shimon does Yibum first, and then Levi is born. So I understand why, when Shimon subsequently dies, Levi is going to be allowed to do Yibum on Sarah because Ki Ashkecha Vehetera Ashkecha. By the time Levi is born, he knows Sarah as Shimon's wife, not as Ruvain's wife, and therefore she's uh, she's totally muterist him when Shimon dies. But if Levi is born before Shimon ever does Yibum on Sarah, so then at the moment that Levi is born, how does he relate to Sarah? How does he know Sarah? Well, Sarah is my deceased brother's wife. Sarah is Ruvain's wife, not Shimon's wife. So she's already Eshesach of Shalei Why then, if Shimon subsequently does Yibum on Sarah and then dies, is she Muteris to Levi? Is Sarah going to be Muteris to Levi? Levi relates to her as, a, as, as the wife of Ruvain. Answers the Gemara, Kasavar Yesh Zika. Very critical. According to Rabbi Shimon, even if Shimon never did Yibum on Ruvain's wife by the time Levi was born, but but Levi's but Ruvain's wife Sarah was Zakuk to Yibum from Shimon, and having that Zika, having that requirement of Yibum, that connection of potential Yibum is the same as being married. And therefore, by the time Levi was born, it's true Shimon had not done had not yet done Yibum on Sarah. But Shimon was already very much connected to Sarah. There was a Zika. It's Ki'ilu Shimon was married to Sarah. So how does Levi relate to Sarah? She is Shimon's Zakuka. And if she's Shimon's Zakuka, that's the same as being Shimon's wife. She is not Ruvain's wife. Maskefla Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, well, wait a second. Are you sure about that? The Rabbi Shimon holds Zika as Kiknusa Damya. That when you have simply have a Zika, that makes it like they're married. Hashta Zika Uma Amer Mesafkele the Rabbi Shimon Kiknusa Damya Ilav Kiknusa Damya Zika Luchudami Bayi. That if uh, we know, we happen to know that even if you not only have a Zika, but even acted on the Zika, the fellow even did Ma'amer, he did that Kiddushin Midrabanan to try to show that he 
wants to act on the zika, that he intends on, on marrying her, even that Rabbi Shimon isn't, isn't convinced, is going to make her um, cons- considered to be married to the Yavam. So you think zika alone, Rabbi Shimon is going to think, is going to consider Kiklus Adamia? So Mayhi, where do we ever find that zika plus Ma'amer, Rabbi Shimon's not even sure about? That even when Ruvain dies, and Shimon does Ma'amer on Ruvain's wife, even then Rabbi Shimon isn't sure that that's going to be considered Kiknusa? Where do we have such a comment? Ditnan. We have it in the following Mishnah. The Mishnah, the, 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 the Mishnah says as follows. Shlosha achin mesuun shalosh nashim nachrios. Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi are all married to different women who are unrelated to each other. Umeis echon mehem. Ruvain dies. Va'asa basheni ma'amer. Shimon does ma'amer on Ruvain's wife. Meaning he does that sort of uh, statement of intention to do yibum, but nothing yet. Umeis, and then Shimon dies. So the wives, now the wives of Shimon, meaning the wife, the real wife of Shimon, plus the wife of Ruvain, who Shimon had done Ma'amir on, both require Chalitza, but not Yibum. Shenamar, why can't you do Yibum? Because the wife of Ruvain, you definitely can't do Yibum on, because the Pasuk says that when one brother dies, you do Yibum. Which means you can only do Yibum when when she's when the woman who you're doing yibum with is only connected to you by virtue of being married to one of your brothers, but if she's connected to you by virtue of having been married to two of your brothers, and that's the connection. The connection is still through both of the brothers. Then you're not allowed to do yibum. So and that's what Aishas Ruvain is. Let's call her Sarah. Sarah Ruvain's wife is still connected to Ruvain a little bit. Still coming mikach Ruvain because Shimon had never done yibum on her, but she's also coming mikach Shimon because Shimon had done. Ma'amir on her. So Levi can't do Yibam on her. She's coming from the Koach of both brothers. So that's why he's not allowed to do Yibam on her. Rabbi Shimon Omer, but comes along Rabbi Shimon and, he, and says, He's able to do Yibam on one of them, and the other one he's going to have to do Chalitza on. Meaning, Rabbi Shimon does not hold that there's some exclusion of someone who has Zika Shnei Yivamin. He holds there's no such thing as Zika Shnei Yivamin. Either Ma'amer means something or it doesn't mean anything. If when Shimon did Ma'amer, it made Sarah Shimon's wife, so then when uh, Shimon dies, Levi is faced with a normal case of Shimon dying and having been married to two women. So he's got to do Yibam on one of those, or Chalitza on one of those women. If Ma'amer means nothing, then, then Shimon never did anything to Sarah. If Ma'amer is worthless, it's meaningless. So then when Shimon dies, uh, Levi is faced with Sarah, Reuven's wife, Mikach Reuven, and Rivka, Shimon's wife, Mikach Shimon. So he's got to do, uh, he's got to do Yibaman or Chalitza on both of them. But since we have a suffix, we're not sure whether Ma'amer works or Ma'amer doesn't work. We tell him do Yibaman one of them, because once you do Yibaman, on one of them, just in case the Ma'amer worked, you're not allowed to do Yibum on both of them, because they're both coming Mikach Shimon, and you can't do Ma'amer on two wives of the same brother, so just in case the Ma'amer worked, you only do Yibum on one of them, not on both of them, but you still got to do Chalitza on the other one, just in case the Ma'amer 
didn't work. But bottom line is, you see that Maimer, according to Rabbi Shimon, is a safek. He's not sure whether Maimer makes her Shimon's wife. Now, if you're going to say that Zika alone, according to Rabbi Shimon, is enough to make her Shimon's wife, then for sure Zika plus Maimer is enough to make her Shimon's wife. So Yivumi Travayulo, so the Gemara explains what the, what the logic is for Rabbi Shimon's opinion that you do Yibum on one of them and Chalitz on the other one. Yivumi Travayulo, you can't do Yibum on both of them to Dimliyev Zika because maybe the Zika does matter. The Zika and the, and the Maimer makes a difference. And therefore they both happen to be wives of Shimon and you certainly can't do Yibum on two wives of the same brother, you also can't say, do one Yibum and let the other one just go free without anything, because the Dilma ain't Zika Kiknusa. Maybe Shimon has no connection to Ruvain's wife, because Zika means nothing, and the Mimer means nothing, and therefore, Sarah's coming Mikach Ruvain, Rivka's coming Mikach Shimon, and they each need to be dealt with. They each need to have 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 been addressed through either Yibam or Chalitza. So Alma Masafkle, but bottom line is, you see Rabbi Shimon's whole Shita is based on the fact that he's Masupak. He doesn't know whether Zika plus Mimer creates any real connection. Maybe you'll say no, that Rabbi Shimon really holds that on a Daraisa level, both of these women are married to Shimon. And therefore, on a Daraisa level, you only need to do Yibam on one of them, and the other one goes free, the other one doesn't need anything. And it, the fact that Rabbi Shimon says that you have to do Chalitz on the other one, that's only Midrabanan. Umidrabanan uda Asr, Gizeri Mishim Shemayom, Rubez Yivamos, Habos, Mishne Batim, Chadam Yavna, Vidach Miftra, Bavalo Klum. It's only Gizeri Midrabanan in this case that we're afraid that people are going to say that if you have two Yivamos coming from two different brothers, one from Ruvain and one from Shimon, that people are going to think you could do Yibam on one of them, and then the other one goes off scot free and can go marry whoever they want. And that's obvious not true because each brother needs their own uh, their own yibum. Each brother is going to require their own their own yibum. But wait a second. If we hold that Z- that zika means something, that zika makes makes you already married, so isn't shouldn't that taka be true? Meaning, as one of these brothers has to die first. So if Ruvain dies first, then Ruvain's wife is already zakuk to Shimon at that time, and therefore Ruven's uh, wife is already married to Shimon. So are, isn't it, wouldn't, wouldn't it anyway be true that they would be uh, that, that they would be potable, that the second one would be Klum? So Rashi adds over here uh, in the second line of Rashi, You have to assume Ruven and Shimon died exactly at the same time. So if Ruven and Shimon died exactly at the same time, there never was a Zika from one of their wives to the, to the other brother. And that's why we would say, so you, So the real Allah would be, you have to do Yibam on each of their wives. But people might make the mistake to think that you don't have to do Yibam on each of their wives. Tulsus gives another Echitimsa. It could be in a case where there was no Zika between Ruven's wife and Shimon because Ruven's wife happened to have been Shimon's daughter, let's say. There was an Erva to Shimon, so there was no Zika. So Ruven could have died first, and there still was no, no Zika. So now the Levi is going to be faced with Ruven's wife, and Shimon's wife, and he's going to have to deal with each of them separately. So, so you might say that really Rabbi Shimon holds that Zika means everything, that once there's a Zika, that's enough to uh, to be considered Kiknusadami as if she's already married, and therefore when Levi is born and Shimon has already done Yibum on, even if Shimon has not yet done Yibum on Ruven's wife, she's still considered the wife of Shimon as far as Levi's concerned. So says the Gemara, no, Rabbi Shimon, Misham 
Rav Maimerhu. Rabbi Shimon clearly doesn't base it all on Zika. Rabbi Shimon's whole whole shita is based on whether Maimer was done. Titania Amalam Rabbi Shimon the Chachamim. Rabbi Shimon said to the Chachamim, Ima Moral Shalshani Maimer. Rabbi Shimon says, if when Shimon does Maimer that means something, then Aisha Shani Hubawel, then she's really the wife of Shimon. Vima Moral Shalshani Aino Maimer. And if the Maimer that Shimon does is worthless, Aisha's Rishon Ubawel, then she's still considered the wife of Ruvain. Why? But she had a Zika to Shimon, so you see the Zika is not what it's all about. So bottom line is, how can you say that Rabbi Shimon is convinced that Zika Kiknusa Damya, and that's why Rabbi Shimon holds that whether he, the Levi is Nolad Vacharkat Yibim Shimon, or whether Shimon was Miyabim and then Levi is born, either way, uh, she's she's going to be uh, Mutter to do Yibim, but, uh, but, but uh, we see over here that, that Rabbi Shimon is is not sure about the status of Zika. There's a big difference. Zika sometimes means everything, sometimes it doesn't. When there's only one option of who's going to do Yibum, there's only Reuven dies, and there's only one brother. So that Zika is a very powerful Zika because we know exactly the road this is heading down. Reuven died, he was married to Sarah. Sarah's got to do something with Shimon. So that Zika is a powerful Zika. But if Reuven died and he had all 12 Shvatim, Reuven had 11 brothers, and uh, or any more than one brother, really, but just to be more, more dramatic, Reuven had 11 brothers, and Reuven dies, his wife Sarah, is, is that Zika that she has with the 11 brothers is not nearly as powerful, because it, it, it could go in 11 different directions. We don't know which one is going to do Yibamor Chalitza. Maybe such a Zika is not a powerful Zika, and that would explain Rabbi Shimon's Shita. Maybe Rabbi Shimon says that having a Zika makes it like they're married when there's only one Yavam. But when there are two Yavamin, then, uh, then Zika is not going to make it like they're married. But says nah, not, that's not true. Does Rabbi Shimon really distinguish whether there's one Yavam or multiple Yavamos? We have a Brisa. Klal Amar Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon said a rule. Kol Shaleda Kodemes Linisuin, Locholetes Vlomis Yavemes. If Levi was born before Shimon ever got married to Ruvain's wife, then there's not going to be a need for Chalitza or Yibum on Ruvain's wife when Shimon subsequently dies, because that's Eshe Sachiv Shaloha Yibalamo. Nisuin Kodem Luleda, but if the marriage preceded the birth of Levi, then Ruvain's original wife, who then uh, had Yibum with Shimon, after Shimon dies, Levi's going to have to do Chalitza or Yibum. My love be Yavam Echad. Isn't this talking about a case of Yavam Echad, where at the time that Ruvain died, there was only one brother, there was only Shimon, Levi was born later, so there was only one brother, Vekatani lo And even though there was only one brother, so you, you we, according to what we just said, that would mean that Sarah was Zakuka to Shimon in a very powerful way to the extent that she should be considered married to Shimon. And by the time Levi is born, she should be considered uh, Shimon's wife and not Ruvain's wife. And therefore Levi should be able to do Yibam on her when Shimon subsequently dies. But it's not what it says. It says, He's not allowed to do Chalitza or Yibam on her, even though there was only one, one Yavam. 
And it says, Gemara lo b'shnei Yavamim. Now we're talking about that there were two Yavamim. There was Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. And when Reuven died, uh, Shimon was alive, and Yehuda was also alive. Then Levi was born after, afterwards. So, Aval b'yavam echad, my, but what would the din taka be when there was only one Yavam? Hachinami, yochaletas, amesyavemes. Then uh, in Hachinami, it's going to be, you do either Yivam or Chalitza, because she's not considered a Shasachiv. Shalom hayabalama. The Zika is enough to make her Shimon wife. But if that's true, that, that when there's only one Yavam, then Levi's going to be allowed to do Chalitza or Yibam on her. When Rabbi Shimon wants to come up with a case where you could do Chalitza or Yibam, instead of coming up with a totally different case where the Shimon got married before Levi was ever born, Shimon did Yibam before Levi was ever born, and say, oh, then Levi's going to be allowed to do Chalitza or Yibam. Keep the case the same, where the where Shimon only did Yibam after Levi was born, and we could still be mechalik between Yavam Echad and Shnei Yavamim. Say Bamed When do we say that that Levi is not going to be able to do Yibam on Shimon's on, on Ruvain's wife, who was then married to Shimon? That's B'Shnei Yavamim. That's when there was uh, there was more than one other brother when Ruvain died. Avol B'Yavam Echad. But if Shimon was the only surviving brother when Ruvain died, Ochaletzes Almas Yavemes. Then Enochinami. When Shimon dies, Levi is going to be able to do Chalitza or Yibam on the woman who was originally married to Ruuvain, because as far as Levi is concerned, she is Aishas Shimon. When Levi was born, she was already Zakuk to Shimon, and that Zika is powerful. That Zika is Kiknusadamia. Now we'd rather talk about all the cases being the same number of brothers, not all the cases being about when the, the you know the not all the cases being the same as far as when the marriage occurred, when the Yibam occurred, but all the cases being the same as far as the number of brothers that there are in the picture. And that's why we make the chilik about Nisun Kodum Ledor Leda Kodum Nisun rather than making the chilik about Yavim Echad versus Shnei Yavamin. Velamai Klala. Yeah, but then how can Rabbi Shimon formulate this as a klal? The way we quoted the Brisa about five lines before the lines got wide was Klal Amar Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon said a klal that whenever the Levi is born before Shimon does Yibum, there's not going to be Chalitza or Yibum. What do you mean? Doesn't that depend on whether there was Yavim Echad or Shnei Yavamin? Va'od, and furthermore, Mosav Rav Oshia, Gimel Achin, if you have three brothers, Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Shnaim and Nisun, Shtei Achios, two of them are married to two sisters. Reuben and Shimon are married to two sisters. O Isha Ubita, or Reuben and Shimon are married to a woman and her daughter. O Isha Basbita, or Reuben and Shimon are married to a woman and her granddaughter. O Isha Basbina, a woman and her granddaughter. Hare Ilu Cholzos, Velomis Yavmos. In both of, in, in all these cases, the woman, the women are going to require Chalitza, but not Yibum. Rabbi Shimon Poter, and Rabbi Shimon says they require nothing at all. They don't even need Chalitza. But if Rabbi Shimon holds that Zika is like the already married, why don't you have to do Yibum on the first one? And then the other one should be Pater, meaning whichever brother died first. Reuven dies first, so do Yibum on Reuven's wife. And even if uh, you didn't do Yibum on Reuven's wife until Shimon died, by the time uh, Shimon dies, 
before you get a chance to Yibam and Ruvain's wife, but if Zika is Kiknus Adamya, you already were married to Ruvain's wife, because as soon as Ruvain's wife, as soon as Ruvain died, there was a Zika. So you're already married to Ruvain's wife, you might as well finish it off and do the Yibam on Ruvain's wife. And you're never going to be Zakuk to Shimon's wife, because she's Achosukukaso. She's the sister of a woman who you're already considered to be married with, or the daughter or the granddaughter of a woman who you're already considered to be married with. So according to Rabbi Shimon, you should do the, uh, if you hold Zika as Kiknus Adamya, you should do Yibam on the first one. Amr of Amr, my poter nami, poter bishnia. No, you know what he means when he says poter? He doesn't mean that you're poter from both of them. Of course, you do yibum on the first one. Poter means poter bishnia. You don't do yibum on the second one. I've tanya Rabbi Shimon poter bishtehen. Yeah, but you can't say that because the words Rabbi Shimon said are poter bishtehen. The Rabbi Shimon poters both of them, not just the second one. Amr Rava Rava says, no, bishtehen also means just the second one. When we say bishtehen, it means shnia shabazugzeh, vashnia shabazugzeh. It means, what did we say? Ruven and Shim and Levi are brothers. Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters, to a mother and daughter. So good. So they're married to two sisters and to a mother and daughter. That's how Rav is understanding it. That they're married, Reuven and Shimon each have two wives. Reuven is married to uh, Reuven, the, their first wives that each of them have happen to be sisters with each other. The second wives that each of them have happen to be a mother and daughter with each other. So when we, when, when we say that, uh, that, that when Reuven dies, uh, that, that Levi doesn't do Yibam Bishtehen, it means on the second, on Shimon's wives, he's never going to have to do Yibam or Chalitza. But in Echinami, if Reuven dies first, he will have to do Yibam or Chalitza on Reuven's wife. Shtehen means both of Shimon's wives. It doesn't mean both Reuven's wife and Shimon's wife. So it says in Marakatai, Rava Barabazugi, Rava made a mistake. He misunderstood this case. First of all, we weren't saying that Reuven and Shimon were married to a mother and daughter, and a mother and granddaughter, and a mother and another granddaughter, and two sisters. No, that's not what we were saying. We were saying one or the other, that Reuven and Shimon were married to relatives, people who were related to each other. But they, each of them only had one wife. And even if it meant that they were married to all four of those sets of relatives, then you shouldn't have said Rabbi Shimon Potter Bishtehen that he potters both of Shimon's wives because there were four cases. There were four sets of relatives that we just listed. It should have said that he potters on all four of them. And furthermore, Rabbi Shimon Potter Bishtehen Mina Chalitza Umina Yibum. The reason Rabbi Shimon says you potter from both of them uh, on, on, from Chalitza and Yibum is Shenemar. The Pasuk says Vi'isha Lachalsa Loti Kach Lutzrar B'Shash Nasu Tzaru Zuluzu Yela Lo Yehel Chalikuchim Afilu Bachas Man. That once these women become to each other, and they are related to each other, so you don't have any uh, any kiddushin with either one of them. You have no connection. You can't take either one of them. So the bottom line is, you see the Rabbi Shimon holds that you putter on both of them. That it's not just that you putter on the second one. That the both of them are totally putter. Ella Amar Ravashi. So Ravashi explains. If one brother died before the other brother died, then you're right. Rabbi Shimon holds Zika, Zika is Kiknus Adamia, and the first one is your, is the one that's really Zakuk to you, and you're allowed to do Yibam on the first one. You're right. That would that would definitely be the halacha, and that is not the case. Rabbi Shimon says that you're totally Pater. The case Rabbi Shimon says you're totally Pater is Reuven and Shimon are married to sisters, and then Reuven and Shimon 
Shimon die at exactly the same time. Now Levi is Pater from both of them because each one is Achosu Kukaso. Each one is uh, the sister of the other one who's Zakuf to Levi. That's where Rabbi Shimon says you're Pater. Rabbi Shimon, Savalak Rabbi Yosei Aglili, Damar And Rabbi Shimon is working within the sheet of Rabbi Yosei Aglili who holds Efshal Tzamtim, that we can know that they did both die at the same time. Meaning one could have argued, Efshal Tzamtim, are you sure they died at the same time? Maybe they didn't die exactly uh, simultaneously. And if they didn't die exactly simultaneously, then uh, whoever died first really needs, uh, the, the wife of whoever died first really needs Yibam, and you should have to do chalitza on both women, just in case they're the one who, no, he yells Efshel something that we have the ability to say, they died exactly simultaneously, and therefore, you don't have to do Yibam or chalitza on, uh, on, on, on either one of them. Now, Lechore, even if you hold Efshel something there is the possibility that two people die at exactly the same time. We may not be able to discern it, there is the possibility though it's just that the Chacham well, the Efshel Tzamsim say we can't assume that we know that they died exactly at the same time because that's something that we're not able to be to be omed of, it's not something that we're able to, to ascertain with our, with our own judgment and Rabbi Yossi Aglili holds Efshel Tzamsim meaning we trust our judgment, we do trust that we're able to figure it out, the, the, the difficulty the Achronim raise is what, what's that Machlokas about that, the Machlokas is uh, a, a Machlokas in of the human capacity to discern whether things are happening simultaneously. It's my focus in... uh in how we how we visualize things, how we're able to 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 discern things, that seems like a machlokas and It's very difficult to say that. So probably the achronim explained that everyone agrees that we're able to be mitzamtim within a certain window. That if people die within a second of each other, let's say, or within a half a second of each other, that we'd be able to figure out. Everyone agrees we'd be able to figure that out. Now, can we figure out beyond that if people die one one millionth of a second apart from each other? Would would anyone say we're really able to be mitzamtim that that was one one millionth apart from each other as opposed to now everyone agrees we can't do that we're not able to do that the question is what does the halacha require of us in order to be able to say that halachically it's considered that they died simultaneously in order for us to say the two things happen simultaneously do we, does halacha only require of us to be able to to function based on what we can discern, that the definition of simultaneous is simultaneous as far as a human being can discern, or does simultaneous have to mean that it's mamish simultaneous, and we can't we can't discern that, and Melo, we always have to assume it wasn't simultaneous. That seems to be, it's not a machlokas in Metzius, it's a machlokas in Halacha, it's a machlokas, what does the Halacha say about uh, about about a, a, a very tiny window of time that we don't have the ability to, uh, to discern. Rav Papa, so all of that, everything we we've done since the Mishnah was all the presentation of the Shita of Rav Oshia. Rav Oshia is one that said that when Rabbi Shimon holds that you could do Yibum on, on, on uh, that Levi could do Yibum on the woman that was married to Reuven and then married to Shimon after Reuven died, that doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter when Shimon did the Yibum, whether Shimon did the Yibum before Levi was born or after Levi was born. Rav Oshia said either way, she's not a problem of Eshazach of Shloi because as far as Levi is concerned, this is Shimon's wife, it's not Ruvain's wife, so therefore Levi's going to be allowed to do Yibam on her. Now we have a, 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 a daya that's Chalik. Now we have the sheet of Rav Papa. Rav Papa Amar Bi Yibam Ba'chakach Nolad Palag Rabbi Shimon. 
When does Rabbi Shimon say that Levi is going to be allowed to do Yibum on the woman who was originally married to Reuven? That's only if by the time Levi was born, Shimon had already done Yibum on her. So as far as Levi's concerned, as far as he knows, this is Shimon's wife. But Benolad Vachar Kach Yibum, if Levi is born and Shimon had not yet done the Yibum and only later Shimon had done the Yibum on her, then Lo Polig. Then Rabbi Shimon would agree that as far as Levi is born, this is Reuven's wife, this is Eshasach of Shloye Balamo, and he cannot do Yibum on, on her. Vitravayul Rabbanon Isrich, and both Mishnayis, both the first Mishnah of the Masechta and this Mishnah and Daf Yud Chesem Beis are both uh, within the Shita of the Rabbanon, that they are considered, that both of the cases are considered Eshasach of Shloye Balamo, Velazu Avzukatani. And the Rabbanon are just building up to a greater Chiddush. Meaning the Rabbanon are saying that not only is she considered Eshasach of Shloye Balamo, if Shimon did not do the Yibum by the time Levi was born, but even if Shimon did the Yibum by the time Levi was born, the Rabban would hold she's still considered Eshazach of Shloye Ba'olamo. Tanya Kavaset Rav Papa, So we have a Bryce that supports Rav Papa's understanding of Rabbi Shimon and is against Rav Oshia's understanding of Rabbi Shimon. Bryce reads as follows, Two brothers who are living in the world at the same time, Reuven and Shimon, and one of them dies without any children. Reuven dies without any children. Shimon plans on doing Maimer to show his intent to do Yibum. But he never got around to doing Maimer, and then uh, and, 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 and uh, then Levi was born, and then Shimon died. So, but Shimon never did Maimer, never did anything. So Ruvain's wife, as far as Levi is concerned, he doesn't do any Yibum on her because she's and Shimon's wife, well, that he, to her, Levi has a chiyuv. Oh, chalatz, as long as you have he's going to have to do chalitzer yibum on Shimon's wife because she's a real normal yibum case. But if Shimon had done Maimer at least on Ruvain's wife before he had died, and then after Maimer was done, Levi was born. Or Levi was born and then Shimon did Maimer, and then Shimon dies. Still, Ruvain's wife is Ruvain's wife. It's So Levi can't do Yibum or Chalitza on her. But Ushnia, Shimon's wife, Chalitza Slomusevem. You got to do Chalitza on not Yibum. Why not Yibum? Because she is now a Tzara to Eshesach of Slohayabalamo, since uh, at least Shimon did Maimer on her. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon disagrees. Rabbi Shimon says, Biasa o Chalitza so Shalachas mehem Potaras that if you do bio or chalitza on one of them, that patters the the other one. And the Gemara is going to explain. This is talking about a case where you did mime, where Shimon did mimer and then Levi was was born. And he holds that mimer is a suffix that it might be kona, that it might actually make her Shimon's wife. So therefore, uh, the, you're going to have to do yibum or chalitza on, on one of them. That will patter the other one. If you do chalitza only on the one who Maimer was done on, that's not going to uh, to clear Shimon's wife. That's only going to clear Ruvain's wife. But here, what if the case was different? What if Shimon was Kansa? Shimon did Yibum, Umeis, and then Shimon died. And then, uh, and, and then a brother was born. Then Levi was born. Oh, or Levi was born. And then Shimon uh, did Yibum on Ruven's wife. Umeis, and then Shimon died. Then everybody's potter from Chalitza and from Yibum. But here's the important case. 
What if Shimon did Yibum on Ruven's wife, and then Levi was born, and then Shimon died? This was uh, this this was a case we've already discussed, right? This is the case where uh, Shimon does 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 the. This was the case of the Mishnah of our Mishnah that Shimon does the Yibum, and then after Shimon does the Yibum, Levi is born. So when Levi comes into this world, he knows Ruven's wife not as Ruven's wife, but as Shimon's wife. And then Shimon dies. Shtein pturos mina chalitza mina yibum divra meir. Rameir holds no need for chalitza or yibum. They're uh, they're both completely potter from chalitza and yibum. But Rabbi Shimon Omer holu bo matzah beheter v'lo amda alav shah achas beiser. Since by the time Levi was born, he only knows her as Shimon's wife. He only knows Reuven's wife as Shimon's wife. Miyavim leizam and shiirza or chalitza leizam and shiirza. He could do yibum or chalitza on one of them, and then the other one doesn't. Uh, doesn't need anything, meaning they're both totally Shimon's wives, and it's just like Shimon had two wives and died, so Levi does Yibam on one of them. This last uh, last case in the Sefer, who is it going according to? Who's, who's Shita? When we say Yibam Lubasof Nolad, that last case that we had of Kansov and Nolad Loach, so who's that going like? Ilem and Rabbi Meir, if it's going like Rabbi Meir, either Rabbi Meir Katanila, Michti, Lo Shanile, Rabbi Meir, Ben Yibim Bachach Nolad, Ben Nolad Bachach Yibim, Rameir doesn't really differentiate between if the birth happened before the Yibum or the Yibum happened before the birth. So that really could have been said in one breath. Elulav Rabbi Shimon. So it must be that it's going like Rabbi Shimon. And what do you see? That Rabbi Shimon only disagrees with the Chachamim when the Yibum happened before Levi was born. If Shimon did Yibum before Levi was born, that's when Rabbi Shimon is going to say, This is not Lamo. As far as Levi knows, this is only the wife of Shimon. And therefore, uh, Levi could definitely do Yibum on the wife of Shimon. But But if Levi was born before Shimon, ever did Yibam on Ruvain's wife, then Rabbi Shimon would not disagree. Rabbi Shimon would agree that uh, that, that Levi can, uh, cannot do Yibum on the woman who was originally married to Ruvain because that's a Shasach of Shleibalamo. Shmamina, this is a raya that Rav Papa is correct. That when Rabbi Shimon says, I'm not concerned about a Shasach of Shleibalamo, he only means he's not concerned about a Shasach of Shleibalamo if by the time Levi was born, Shimon was already married to Ruvain's wife. But if by the time Levi was born, Shimon was not yet married to Ruvain's wife, then Rabbi Shimon is also concerned about Eshazach Shleib Balamo. She would she would also be concerned considered Eshazach Shleib Balamo. Amar Mar, we said in this brisa, Amar Hasheni Lasos Maim Ruvi Vamto Vlos Pik Lasos Maim Ruvi Vamto Achinol Lo Achumeis Rishon Yotzim Mishum Eshazach Shleib Balamo Ushnia Ochlat Zamasevemes. The brisa said at the very beginning that if the, if Shimon wanted to do Maimer but never got around to doing Maimer and then he died, so then the uh, the the wife of Ruvain. Is Eshasach of Shloyeh Balamo because nothing was ever done about her. She was never, no Mimer was done. No Yibum, no Mimer, no nothing. So, my Amun and my Lo Hispik, what, what kind of comment is that? That he wanted to do Mimer, didn't want to do, what do I care what he wanted to do? Mimer didn't, he didn't do anything. Bottom line is, he did nothing. Ruvain died, Shimon didn't do anything to Ruvain's wife. He avid avid, vilo avid lo avid. Why would you say? He wanted to do it, but he didn't get around to doing it. Well, why does that matter to me? If he did it, he did it, and then we have to deal with it. If he didn't do it, he didn't do it, and then we deal with that. 
What we mean to say is he didn't do mimer because he actually did an act of mimer. He tried to do it, but she wasn't interested. So he did it balkarcha. You might think that that counts as a kiddushin, that that counts as a mimer. So that's what it's telling me. He was he wanted to do mimer. He tried to do mimer, but lo hispik, his mimer counted for zero. Why did his mimer count for zero? Because she wasn't interested. And mimer balkarcha doesn't work. So it's a chiddush that mimer. Balkarcha doesn't work. This is against Rebbe. The Tanya, we have a Brysa. Shalomi Daita. If a person does Maimer on his Ivama against her will, Rebbe Omer Kana, the Chamam Lokana. Rebbe says that uh, that it works, you're Kona, and the Chamas say that you're, that you're not Kona. That it doesn't work. So bottom line is, you see that we're going against Rebbe. Rebbe holds that Mimer works even against the girl's will. My time at the Rebbe, why does Rebbe think Mimer would work against the girl's will? Gamar mi bia di yavama. We learn it from the bia of a yavama. The Mimer is something you do on a yavama. So ha- to learn the rules of Mimer, look at what else we would do to a yavama. Yibum is something we would do to a yavama. Ma bia di yavama balkarcha, av kiddushin di yavama balkarcha. Just like Yibum works against her will, so kidu- Mimer could also work against her will. Verabanan, the Rabbanan would respond, no. Mimer may be something you do on a Yavama, but Mimer is a make-believe Kiddushin. So whether Mimer works or not, we should look at not the rules of Yavama, we should look at the rules of Kiddushin. Verabanan, gamri mi Kiddushin. Let's learn it out from Kiddushin. The Alma, regular Kiddushin. Ma Kiddushin, the Alma, midaita, af Kiddushin, the Yavama, midaita. Just like regular Kiddushin has to be with her consent, so Mimer also has to be with her consent. But my Mithli, what are they really Arguing about one says we learn out issues of Yevama from issues of Yevama, and the other says no, we learn out issues of Kiddushin from other issues of uh, Kiddushin and not from, from issues of Yevama that have nothing to do with Kiddushin. Okay, looks like we're out of time, so Bezusham will pick up from Asa Bamaimer tomorrow.